Stampede. Garner is in 204, recorded 1029-23. Do you honestly think a nuclear device by a foreign adversary can't be smuggled into this country? Well, if you think that, you've been watching too many fairy tales, or maybe you've been anesthetized, propagandized into believing all you need or want is to be entertained watching a broadcast of a sporting event. You don't really think the Federal Reserve is capable of bringing inflation to a transitory condition, do you? This government, which prints our currency, has a historic debt of over $33 trillion, and you've been lied to when they tell you our inflation isn't embedded. Well, I can remind you of a fact. For the last 78 years, If you bought anything in 1945, the food you ate, the houses you lived in, the automobiles you bought, virtually everything has been embedded with inflation and are more expensive. And some of the reasons for that are we don't just have a bread and butter economy. No, we've been living and building a war economy. We aren't a peace-loving nation, because 
we build weapons to be sold around the world by our military industrial corporations. We've made our ex-military generals rich by being paid to be on the boards of weapon-building companies. Now, you know how our arrogant politicians like to say they detest foreign governments run by corrupt military regimes, stealing the wealth of their own nations. Well, guess who's calling the kettle black? You've got inflation, all right. Just like third world nations have inflation. You've got generals getting rich, just like third world nations. You've got corrupt politicians, just like in third world nations. You have people unable to think or see what's happening, just like third world nations. Well, when it quacks like a duck, when it swims like a duck, when it walks like a duck, it's a safe bet it's a duck. But don't worry, because you can still watch an electronic screen for 18 hours a day, or buy a lotto ticket to fund a bankrupt government, just like a third world nation. Ownership is a concept for the foundation of ancient and modern societies. It's the building blocks of capitalist social economics. 
It's what the Scottish economist and philosopher Adam Smith of the 1700s described as the absolute advantage when determining how personal property, corporate property, or for that matter, how nations are decided upon. Some people have even claimed possession is nine-tenths of the law. Wars are fought by nations when determining who or what have the right of ownership. Most recently, the Ukraine-Russian conflict is an example of a dispute with the Russian Federation claiming that at least part of Ukraine had historic ties to Russia and thereby belonged to Russia. Now, when talking about the formation of Israel as a Jewish state is a very complex issue because the boundaries of Israel also include land that the Palestinian people claim was theirs. The founding of the State of Israel has a modern historic beginning with the collapse of the Ottoman Empire after World War I in 1918. Of course, there is an ancient history as well, but It was the dividing up by the British, French, and Arab world of what is now the countries of Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan. And by 1920, the newly formed League of Nations included what was a region of Palestine and a recognition of the national home for the Jewish people with a mandate controlled by British troops. At that time, the Jewish people were a minority of what was the British protectorate. But the mandate expired in 1947, and what resulted was a war in 1948 and the beginning of the State of Israel. The Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan west of the Jordan River and the Kingdom of Egypt, established the All-Palestine Protectorate in the Gaza Strip, were part of Israel. The right of self-determination was to become the basis for the Jewish people to declare Israel their homeland. In fact, during the Ottoman Empire, The region of Palestine never had defined borders.
The end of World War I in 1918 and the fall of the Ottoman Empire created what are now today the boundaries of many Middle Eastern countries. It was Britain and France and Arab kingdoms who divided up what still exists as the countries of Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and eventually the region known as Palestine into what was to become the boundaries of Israel in 1948. How those boundaries were arrived at were primarily determined by Britain and France's compromises in continuing colonial control. It was Britain's mandate that the region of Palestine was to be administered with the acceptance of a minority population for a Jewish homeland. By the end of World War II in 1945, Jewish migration from all parts of Europe and Africa to what the Jewish people called their homeland was not only based on ancient theological roots from the Old Testament, but by the 1918 declaration of a Jewish homeland resulting in the 1948 war and the formation of the State of Israel. In 1918, it was America's president, Woodrow Wilson, who declared the right of self-determination as the basis of the formation of countries after World War I, and that included the region known as Palestine. That concept was the basis for why the Jewish immigrants, starting as a minority in 1918, eventually came to the 1948 war and were able to declare a state of self-determination the country of Israel. I see certain similarities to how European emigration to North America resulted in the taking from Native Americans their homeland. Can Native Americans reclaim America? I doubt it. Was it right for Europeans to take what belonged to Native Americans? I can't say yes or no. What I can say is this. This world is ever-changing, and history tells us nothing is written in stone. And the facts are, nothing remains the same forever. And that includes America, or any other place. The truth is, no one or no thing can own anything forever by self-determination or any other rationalization. I don't claim to change what was done. I only see our violent ways, that we belong to the far side of nowhere. Love came to me, sweet surrender, love came to me, in bright romantic splendor. 
fickle was she, faithful never fickle was she, and clever so will it be. In a morning sunrise, the light of love comes stealing into a newborn day. Oh, flaming with all the glow of sunrise, a burning kiss is sealing. The father all betrayed For the passions that thrill love And lift you high to heaven Are the passions that kill love And let you fall to hell So is We came from the natural world, and what's inside all of us is the basis of life for every living thing on this planet. And any attempt to artificially alter who we are or damaging the natural world can put us at jeopardy. I'm a natural man, not a political partisan. Do I believe the Palestinian people can reclaim what once was theirs by destroying Israel? Can Native Americans reclaim what was theirs? Can the Ukrainian country reclaim what Russia has annexed? I doubt it. But I'll say this. We're a violent species, and for thousands of years, history has told us so. I can't enumerate the brutality of what was done over those thousands of years. And no matter how our rationale for dropping nuclear bombs to end World War II isn't going to end our potential self-destruction. We are dangerous to ourselves and to the natural world. I'm not on the side of European settlers who claimed America. I'm not on the side of Native Americans. I'm on the side of nature and why we've become ever so dangerous. If you believe we've made this world safer by building weapons, then you don't understand the lie that exists when it's said that from strength we achieve peace. No, weapons sold around the world don't promote peace. They help to make profits. We can't continue to rely on using military force to achieve peace. No, what we need are armies of people who are creators, not destroyers. This is a dangerous world, and we make it ever more dangerous by not addressing the basic causes for our hostilities. If you want peace, 
You have to live as a peaceful people without thinking violence is the way to resolve disagreements. What we need are people who want to make something beautiful. We need our young to spend time learning to be creative, not processors of facts, not competitors. The object is not to defeat an opponent, but to increase one's own artistic abilities. Achieving the goals of playing a musical instrument are far more important than knowing how to fire a gun at a target. If you want peace, you can find it in creativity.
whether peace can ever be found in an economic system that we should get more by consuming, will probably never be achieved. It fosters values which are destructive to healthy human behavior. Making a profit can produce people doing some very ugly things and can create adversarial conditions. Biden keeps saying we're at an inflection point. Only trouble is, he claims to be an optimist, when in fact the future and the inflection point aren't heading toward a bright future. No, you can't have killings going on a weekly basis and think the inflection point is promising contentment. You can't have serious regional conflicts breaking out in the Middle East with a real possibility of nuclear weapons being used and think the inflection point will be like a soft spring rain with nature's renewal from a cold winter. No, the inflection point won't be pleasant if our government continues to fund over $33 trillion of debt. Sure, the inflection point can smell sweet when at first there's a rise in the price of everything. People believe that's prosperity knocking at the door. But it's the harbinger of something else, an uncontrollable increase that leads to a currency being worthless. You can't have a beautiful inflection point if there are hundreds of thousands of people living in the streets of most major cities, or you have a rise of suicide rates, or of thousands dying by drug overdoses, or the looting of businesses. No, you've been lied to, deceived into believing what the establishment wants you to think. Just sit back and relax, because everything is all right. And our inflection point is only confirming what the people who have power have been saying for the last 50 years, that there'll be another sporting event you can watch on TV and forget about the truth of what exists outside your door. No, you're on the other side of nowhere, and you've been put into a deep sleep. As in an evening sunset, the light that gave you glory will take it all This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard the music of Maurice Jarre for the 1962 movie Lawrence of Arabia, the first entrance to the desert. Then another cut from Lawrence of Arabia, We Need a Miracle.
followed by a cut of Johnny Greenwood's composition for the 2007 movie There Will Be Blood, Open Spaces. Then from the Desert Song album, a cut of Softly as in the Morning Sunshine, sung by Thomas Hayward. Next was Thomas Newman's composition for the 2002 movie White Oleander, Oleander Time. And to close, a short return of Softly as in the Morning Sunshine. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.